0: Damn it, universe. Ugh! Oh, you're not making today easy. Hell, you're... Oh, the last 12 months, for fuck's sake. It's been... Huh. It's been, uh... It's been... I I don't even know what it's been. I feel... Uh, Seasoned weathered like I've, I've come to see how the grittiness of the game demands more of you than any of the emotional boundaries you might stretch toward. Being able to take the bumps and bruises and then The, what, getting hit by a bus? No, I guess I can only compare this to that level of emotional, uh, what, distraught? What am I, emotionally mm, spent? Uh, But it's not like, I lost both my parents as they drove home from the movies, and I was babysitting my sister. Those sorts of changes in reality. Well, I I only can imagine they. Uh, why? Why am I talking about that? Okay, universe. I may not be in the frame of mind to record? Not because I'm tired, though I'm exhausted. No, it's because I found out today that Miss Lily Mae Eaton, my delusional schizophrenic guardian angel from above, while she's back in the ethereal, because on July 30th of last year, Lily passed away, and I'm devastated for more reasons than I care to even get into, but I'm devastated because the world has never been more challenging and unfair to another person that I've seen than it was to Lily Mae Eaton. Now, I'm not saying she necessarily handled herself well in every situation. I'm not not saying she didn't bring some of her own troubles on herself. And I'm not saying she didn't miss out on opportunities that could have really helped her build into a bigger and better life. She was frustrating. But she had something in her that was just pure. And I don't know how to describe this. Because it's a... uh, it's a part of her that didn't reveal itself until she got comfortable enough to drop all guards around you. I didn't see it until the last couple years I knew her. But I knew it was there. I just... it, Lily didn't trust anything. Even herself, the universe, her reality, her delusions. She had nothing to ground her. So... You had to work and work and work and work to build trust with her. But you knew it would pay off. Because it was going to teach you the things you needed to know to be a better person in this universe. By giving her an opportunity to just become secure and safe as her own person. For a moment even. In this universe. Something... She struggled to, and likely never even achieved, given given the fact that it's been a year since I've seen her. It's not been a year, it's been 49 weeks. And I feel awful that she didn't bind me. If I gave her the impression that she had severed this line of I'm in trouble, I need help response that, well, frankly, that was (sighs) that was an option. I left her as hers to interpret. It's, it, there's so much guilt. There was a week in last summer where I've just felt her presence. And usually that meant she was in the, in around. Like, very rarely did this feeling come over me when I didn't just see her the next day or two. But, and it was, I mean, it was to the point where I even thought, like, I brought Phoebe out to the garage to see if she smelled Lily. Like, I was sure she was ducking me. Or it certainly felt like my senses, uh, maybe she was in my peripheral vision and I didn't notice her until she had moved behind a bush. I mean, it was just like, she's here, she's here, she's here. And then four or five days later, it was gone. And I don't know if that was July or June. I know it had stopped raining. So it was probably either my birthday or early July. So if I missed her and she was trying to raise her hand in the back of the classroom and I just didn't see it, fuck, man. <sighs> um, so I guess this podcast is now down to one. Because I always thought maybe at some point she and I could listen to a couple episodes. But not anymore. Pause. I always say that I'm not going to turn off the pause much because I'm losing my shit. But I'm losing my shit. So I'm going to turn it off. Alright. Um, I'm clearly a little too emotional to be um uh, to be swimming in this pond tonight. So I think rather than put you through this version of myself, I think I'm gonna call it and get back on tomorrow. Yeah. Ow! Damn it. Try not to stab myself with my pen. Um no promises, no promises. Um uh, there were uh, Let me knock two things out, because I actually got on to talk about something besides Lily. Um, although, obviously, inevitable was Lily's presence going to become. But, you know, universe, the thing about yesterday when I said, I can't remember, it's been a while since I've had a dark day. Thanks. Thanks for uh, bringing me my instant karma. So, you know what else I haven't had in a while is a winning $3 million lottery ticket. I just haven't seen one of those since I can't even remember. So, you know, I'm just I'm testing your elasticity if you will in terms of uh rewarding the ethereal realm versus rewarding the material realm. I haven't even had a, you know, $300,000 winning lottery ticket in a while, so I'm not like greedy. $300 lottery ticket fuck man. All right, um, so having a dark day like this happen immediately. Huh. Well, I guess the day's been available since August. And for whatever reason, this was the delayed interaction necessary for me to process it health- healthily healthfully, in a healthy manner, with a healthy outlook, and a retrospective look of loving care? Probably. Probably. I certainly didn't need to open that website in November. That would have been... That would have been not a fine time. Okay, I'm clearly just Lost in distracted thought, so that makes me not a very good conversationalist. I didn't get lost in thought that time. I just was pausing for dramatic effect, and I don't think it really worked. So, we're going to move on. Okay, I have a thing to read, address. And at one point, I say that the decline in male sperm count is definite. It's a 100%. What I meant in that awkward phrasing of inappropriate number inclusion is it's happening. It's 100% happening. It's in fact, if the current trends are following the trends and haven't accelerated, then today's average sperm count at 20 is half of what mine was and is still considerably lower than mine at 54 Side to side. I will beat almost all 20-year-olds with my sperm count because there's something wrong with theirs. And there's something wrong with the women, but I didn't read Our Bodies Ourselves version 1, 2, or the 21st century version. And I don't really have a whole thing on what's going on with them and how much of it is um, is malevolent and how much of it is coincidental or collateral. So... I probably won't know that either, so you'll probably never hear me speak of this again. But when it comes to boys, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck is going on? Something. It's real. That would be a place that if I were to go back to school would actually be somewhere to go make a difference. But... Uh, I'm 54. You think I'm going back to school? Was this a Rodney Dangerfield movie? Okay. Um, so inviting my own karmic reset. Well, I've seen that happen a hundred million times before, so a Um. Oh, you know what I do like? I like when I've had a question that I have seriously considered the question And have come up with no working model. Like, how is it that I always lose my keys in the house? How can that be that when... No, that's not one. See, because the reason that happens is because I'm spacey and I put my keys in stupid places. So there's nothing there really to sort out. It's just your processes are broken. And you keep asking, why do things that are broken not produce? Well, because they're broken. If you fix them, guess what? They'll produce. So I hammered a nail into the wall and said, you know what? That's where my keys go. Anytime I see my keys and they're not there, I got to put them there. And that's been my system ever since. So, see, that one wouldn't even qualify as to what I'm talking about. The perplexing questions of waiting to be solved include things like, um, how is it that... I, um, pause. Uh, note to self for future uh, um, consideration. Instead of just writing, I love tripping into a working theory, it's also good to write the theory you think you tripped into. Because when you smoke a lot of weed, sometimes you forget that part. But fortunately, I now remember. I've not been able to even postulate. And for those of you who are playing at home that don't use the word postulate, don't start. But if if I had ever not expected something, well, this would be it. And that is, in the open mic comedy scene of Denver, Colorado which is dominated by boys in their 20s and 30s. I am um, taken aback as a witness of humanity's evolution at how much gayness there is in everybody. Meaning, everyone's a little gay now. At least a little. And, because in my day... You were either gay or you weren't. And yeah, there was some in between, but it was mostly the women and occasionally a dude. But it was a very, 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 very small set of of dicks versus vaginas. And that's just how it was in my day. I'm not saying society hasn't moved for the better. I think it probably has. But... To move from the sort of, this line isn't even drawn in sand, it's drawn in concrete opinion of one side of the fence. And then it having almost just dissolved the line entirely to where everybody now slits a foot or two or half their body or 95% of it into the, well, yeah, I mean, in the right circumstance. (laughs) Yeah, of course, I'm a little gay. And... I thought, well, huh, I'm still 114% heterosexual, and I've proven it to myself, and I'm not going to go prove it to myself again. Lesson learned. So why is everyone now 336ths, well, if you're 336th, you're 112th. Why is everybody now 335ths gay? This was a question that had, up until two hours ago, provided me no response. And everything that I would throw at the wall felt rather throw at the wall. So when this little idea coalesced, I thought, well, that's got to be it. But that's what I would like to demonstrate as an example of my overconfidence and uh, tendency to jump onto something that sounds good and just say, well, of course, we solved it. Let's, let's go. What else we got? Instead of actually walking it all the way to the finish line and seeing if it holds up as strongly as I think it will on our journey to get there. No, nope, nope. I like what you said. I like it so much. I think we're just going to call that the answer. So I'm like Quora. Okay, but if everybody's now a little bit gay. There's either something in the conditions of our society that are encouraging this behavior and thus it's being stepped into voluntarily and embraced as the new way uh, of being male. And I'm just anachronistic and you're waiting for me to die. That's one. That's one. Or, or, um, it's an effect of something that didn't influence me but now influences the male generation behind me in other words somebody done did something to you to make you gay like they they put what the frog juice in your fucking coffee turned you gay so when i start mentalizing those possibilities well that's why you sit with this question left dangling This is not an easy one to answer. So when you hear my answer, realize it's the first one I've been able to even say fits the equation. So is it the best answer? It is so far. Is it the right answer? It very well could be. But does that mean that it is uh, something that I think will stand up to all scrutiny? Well, fuck no. I don't know. But here's what I think has happened. As you're growing up in a world of pornography, readily available and distributed in the category breakdown of your choice, well, at the age of 11, I imagine you are more of a porn pro than I ever achieved. And I had a lot of sex. So what you're doing at 11 is... You're starting to say to yourself, because I assume at this point you actually haven't had sex. So, I'm not speaking to all you suave 11-year-olds out there killing it. No, I'm talking to the 11-year-olds. Okay, I'm talking to all you 11. I, I hope. I don't know. Who cares? Those of you who will be awkward for the next six years of your life and probably for the next 16, I'm talking to you. Because as you start to develop your sexual identity... You're going to do it in a negotiation with the screen. Well, I mean, okay, so if a girl wanted me to do that, would I lose my virginity doing that with her? (sighs) I mean, if she wants to take a shit on my chest, and there's plenty of towels, right? Because you're 11, so you're looking at everything, which is its own problem. But... So you're, you're, and you're having, you know, you're having to have that conversation. Okay. I would, uh, oh man, though. Okay. So I would definitely do that with Laura or Sheila or Ashley, but no way would I do that with Diane or Dave. Well, maybe Dave. You see what I'm saying? Your, your, your schema now, as skewed as it can possibly get, is demanding you to negotiate where you fit into it all. And how much of it you think in your, oh my God, this is what sex is going to be like brain. You can even anticipate that maneuver. So this is what I think has turned you all 333rds gay. That's 111th. What's with me taking? Let's go back to 335 ths At least. Is every single one of you. And. For the most part, I'm just calling you the normal, natural... Normal is a terrible word to use here. (sighs) This generation is tough to talk to. Um, Everyone is unique, so there is no such thing as normal. But there is usual. There is a skewed expectation of mean, and then there's outliers. For everyone who really is going to fall into the mean, which is about 88 to 93% of you, because I don't consider homosexuality or any of that stuff a kink. I just consider that who you are. If you have a world of negotiation, you will certainly consider the... Okay. Now, if me and Benji have... What? If Ashley asks us to do a threesome with her, would I say no to that? Ugh. I don't know though, I don't want to see Benji's dick. <sighs> okay, so would I see would I could I keep my alright, but if if I if I don't have to touch it Oh, I don't know about this shit, man. I just wanna why can't why can't I just have Okay. Because that's what porn has forced on you. A hyper developed uh, virtual reality that does not exist the chances of you having to worry about whether or not you're just gay enough to have a threesome with another dude, well, it might come up. I'm not saying it won't. But you won't be negotiating that track nightly. It isn't the kind of thing you have to have on your resume ready to go undecided. You can actually figure that one out in real time. Because all that time sitting there thinking about it, but not even years away from still doing it. Well, (laughs) in all that time, you had more sex than I had in 15 lifetimes. Because every time you turned on the computer, you could have a new fantasy. A new girlfriend was available. A new kink could be discovered. But every time something new came up, you had to say to yourself, well, would I? And I never had to say that to myself once, not once. Wait, was there not one? Oh, yeah, a girl asked if she could pee on me, and I said no. But then she did it in the shower. So that was the negotiation that we worked it out in real time. That was it, though, because everything else that anybody ever wanted to try, I was like, fuck, yeah, let's try it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anything that will make you happy, blah, 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 blah. And uh, while we're doing that, let's try this. And it was great. And it still is. But had I had to think about whether or not I was gay enough to be able to have sex with a woman while 15 other guys were having sex with her too, I just, I feel awful for the generation that we just threw into a basket of dildos and said, Well, I mean, they are. Uh, Yeah, you're right. This is probably not going to work out very well. But, hey, it's not us. Pause. Uh, Unpause. Uh, uh, Note to self, part two. Um, If you're going to chastise yourself, it's probably best that you double-check the entire uh, previous referred-to note for the item you said was missing and make sure it's missing because I think seeing dick made you all kind of gay. Yeah, that's probably a note that's in reference to I love tripping into a working theory. (sighs) Even when I write something I can read, I don't even read it. What's wrong with me? Pause. Unpause. All right. So I'm in no mood to go through uh, cognitive... What what was I doing? I was doing uh, uh, confirmation bias, not cognitive dissonance. All right, confirmation bias will wait till a day or two. I got it. I got, you know what I got? I probably got to follow some of the shit that I was going to say if you're a little mopey to start the year and it's just not looking like that treasure box year you thought it was going to be four weeks ago. Well, okay. It's only been 16 days. And that means we got a lot of time to settle down Rethink through what might make this work great and then go out and make it great. Um, and honestly, at this point in the recording, and at this point in the day, and at this point in the year, and at this point in my life, I miss a, a somewhere between the year and my life. I probably scaled too far. I could have done something this what century, okay? Um, that's well, I have I have smoke, okay. So I think I'm high enough for this. You probably do too. Does this list work? Yes, because this is the list that I intentionally went and found so that I would know where it was. I do that for the listener because I don't want you wasting your time listening to me go look for a list. I'll just waste your time pausing. Okay. The ones that we spoke on yesterday. Stop being so hard on yourself. Love yourself completely. Now... Remember, this isn't something you're just going to do today and then check it off. It's not even something you're going to do until the Rockies start playing again and then forget about it. No, this is what you're going to do over the course of this year so that when in December you look back and say, well, okay, did I did I have a year where I was less hard on myself than usual? You can look back and go, well, there was that one thing. I don't know. But everything else, I think I was pretty, pretty kind to myself. Okay, well... Did you, through the course of the year, ever achieve a moment, or are you there now, where you can say with absolute conviction that you love yourself completely? (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, yeah, of course, I'm there. Got it. I don't even know why that's on the list. I didn't need that on the list. Uh, Well, if that's your answer, then I would say put it on your list again next year, and we'll get you working on it. But that's what this list is. Nothing you're going to achieve in a moment. Not even necessarily in a year. But if it's seed planting that we're doing here, well, if you want a beautiful garden, it's not all going to grow in at once. And if you want to pluck the entire garden, well, then again, I'm going to just think that's weird. I don't know. Why do you want to look like a fucking eight-year-old down there? Really? Why? That's part of puberty. I no longer look like an eight-year-old. Okay. Um, number nine. Did we do nine? I don't know if we did nine. No, we didn't. Okay. Yeah, this is a good one. This was a good one to start because it's probably the most um, popcorny one on the list, but it also is the one that actually could be the the one that you uh, embrace the, the most. And that is start cultivating your sleep rhythm. And Here, here's what I mean. Most people do absolutely zero here. Other people might have a dream machine or a white noise maker or whatever it is that keeps their sleep um, consistent. And all those things are good. And if you use them, this isn't even really what I'm talking about. Because the things that I think you can do is you can start um, crafting a... Systematic approach to getting far in your dreams, getting into the the most lucid states, the places where you can almost um, you can control the dream and pull information from it. That is the critical part. So, and and of course, experience unbelievable things just for the ride. This isn't all about. Going to sleep and getting fucking shit done. No, but it's there to be had, and when it happens, it's magical. So of course, uh, always, always, uh, always think it could happen, and then just uh, be amazed when it does. But if if you're going to if you're going to lose yourself in the depth of what's available in your dreams, there are two very good ways to start. Uh, routinely changing things up to try to encourage this. The first one, and the one that, by far, I still use every night. It, if, if I'm not using it, it's because I'm thinking about too much shit, and I just need to stop thinking and get right back into it. That is repeating a, a point of of uh, unfulfillment and asking for help in fulfilling that. And right now, all I can do is I fall asleep and say. Please help me tonight with an idea that might get me a job. Please help me tonight with an idea that might get me a job. Please help me tonight with an idea that might get me a job. Because I really need a job. And if all I do tonight is dream about how I'm not doing enough in terms of applying, then I'll know my answer. Or if I dream about going to uh, PetSmart and there's a now hiring all positions sign as I walk in the door, well, I'll be applying at PetSmart tomorrow. But these are dumb, but A to B crystal clear examples of the sorts of questions and responses that you want to be both asking and looking for as you help your dreams help you toward a better life. Um, that is the kind of thing that you kind of you want to, you want to be, you don't want to be thinking about whether or not that thing at work got done and if you lock the car and how you're going to deal with getting babysitter money tomorrow because you don't have any cash. Um, you just should, I guess today you probably pay babysitters. For, <laughs> I bet it's not in cash. And I'm not, that's not, <clears throat> that's not babysitter porn material either. I'm just saying they probably all have uh, accounts that uh, they just transfer uh, digital numbers into and then call it all good. Um, did you want to write in a tip, sir? Um, okay. No, no, no more babysitting reference, please. Um, so the mantra does its best if it isn't said 105 times, but it's said five. So what I like to do is I like to get into bed. I like to get myself relaxed through breathing easily, longly, so that I'm starting my body to sh- shut down. And then as I realize that I'm starting to have those thoughts that just drift off, I start to craft a question or a concern to let myself drift off to sleep on. I can't claim that this is easy to do, but that's the optimal execution. And I can go weeks without doing this at all and then do it again for three months in a row every single night. So I binge and purge on this one myself, but... Mostly I binge on it because I get or I purge on it because I get too busy. I'm going to sleep exhausted and all I can do is think, please, oh, let me fall asleep or I'm staying up all night. Then none of this matters. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, I'll try to get through these quicker because we were going to do this fast. So that is an example of how not to get it done fast. Um, the Oh, this is for lucid dreaming specifically. You don't uh, set your alarm the first week, but then don't do it anymore. You don't want to wake up to an alarm for this. You want to wake up naturally. And the one way you can do this is to drink a lot of water before you go to bed because you'll guaranteed wake up and have to pee. But that's an annoying way to do it, and it doesn't always work. It's the worst way to do it. If you can, instead, go to bed normally, but set your alarm clock for 3, 3 3.30, at the latest 4 in the morning to get you up and then go pee or go have a drink of water Or go have a grape in the fridge and come back to bed. Do something to get out of bed, but come back to bed immediately. You're not getting up. You're waking up so you can go back to sleep. Because while you're doing whatever you're doing, having a grape, all you want to do is think about, I want a lucid dream. 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 I want to have kick-ass lucid dreams. I want to have fucking Unbelievable lucid dreams. And then go right back to sleep because you should be sleepy as fuck. But just giving yourself a chance to get mentally ready for a lucid dream as you're in the center of your night's structure can put you into awesome lucid dreaming lands. So if you set your alarm clock to wake you up in the middle of the night for two or three or four nights, you usually can fall into the rhythm of this. And just start waking up naturally. I do it. I can rarely sleep past four hours. But I often sleep eight. And those last four are usually my best dreaming hours by far. And that's how you do it. And then the last tip I have here is you can... Well, there's two really. Um, You can take an item to bed with you. This I recommend more in the idea of... You have a very particular problem to solve, and you want your physical body in contact with something that will remind your mental body this is the problem we're working on. Um, for instance, uh, maybe I am um, having um, having trouble with uh, uh, my dog. Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> the the one example I've ever used this for. So I'm going to use my one specific example is. I was trying to, um, I was trying to assemble, um, huh, how would I describe this? I, I had made a calendar that I needed uh, to figure out a binding method for, and I had, <laughs> this, isn't, this wasn't intentional, I had the calendar I was holding in my arms, I had it, I was doing this in my living room, I fell asleep in front of a fireplace. I had the, the calendar in my arms because it was complete, but I had to figure out a way to secure it so that it would be useful. And I dreamt the solution. And I dreamt the solution like as if uh, it was clear. I, I mean, <laughs> as if all I needed to do was shut my eyes and give the universe a chance to tell me a good idea and it was ready to go. And I even remember thinking at the time that I had, um, I had gotten lucky because what I was considering, it, what, the way I wanted to do it was either glue or, or some sort of, uh, uh, what would you call that, uh, book bind? What is the, the, the spine of the book? So I wanted to create a spine instead of creating hinges, which is what I ended up doing. And it worked great. But in the, in the conceiving mode of trying to solve something very particular, taking that item to sleep with you at least gives you the best chance of dreaming about that particular item. If you can't do that, believe it or not, I've done this and I'm not saying it always worked, but it definitely worked once. I've even brought emails about a, a problem that I was having at work and put them in my uh, pajama pocket. I'm not, I know, I know, I know, I know. Coincidence. Uh, I get it, I get it, I get it. But I'm much more likely to get myself into a dreaming state that's productive by giving myself a trigger in which to remember I want to be productive than by just dozing off with whatever my thoughts do in the ping pong universe of trying to fall asleep. So what I'm saying is some intent here can build some habits that allow you to mold your dreams in a more... I'm in control crafting way than just, well, let's see what happens tonight. And that can include something as simple as putting an email in your pocket as you fall asleep. Um, and then the last one I have on here is, can I read my own writing? Um, rhythms. Um, if you are a crappy fall asleeper, like you have real trouble you lay awake a lot try some of those uh try some of those oral beats i say this because it worked for me and i and i've never found anything else that works and i've tried the the oceanscapes the wind the whatever none of it worked but some of the uh 369 hour long repetitive um massage room type music I can fall asleep to in minutes, almost guaranteed. And I even use Bluetooth to do it. So if you're a troubled sleeper, you might find something um, that is tranquil and sedative, sedative uh, in its uh, body um, energy delivery that really does work. Some of that new age shit has an effect. And for me, those Slowed down, calm down, sort of um, release your stress, uh, chanting, mantra, rhythm musics, work. So be open to it. And go in expecting it to work. Be disappointed when it doesn't. If you're going to try something, then you have to believe it's going to work. Because that gives it every chance to work. And even a little negative energy is enough to make something fail. So... Always believe hundred percent in yourself. Every decision you're making is a great one, even if it fails. Awesome. Uh, all right, I should have ended it there, but uh, I got to get through this list. So onward we go. But if you can if you can develop a pattern of confident, purposeful dreaming, it's worth it. And it may take you a year or two. You may have to drop this project because it's not working and then come back to it someday. As you're developing the skills in spite of yourself, if you have lucid dreams, figure out the triggers that might be active in place so that you start paying more attention to what puts you in the most productive dreaming states. And then look to repeat those. Okay. Tip number eight. Um, quit fixing up and improving your home, your work, not your workspace, your living space, your home office, the kitchen, the third bedroom, the fourth bathroom, the downstairs nook space that you just have this really cute idea about what you want to do, but just need to get the time carved out to do it. Okay. The reason I say this isn't because I don't, Appreciate the effort and value returned in improving your own living space. There's a ton of it. But you've been shut in for a while. And it's time to spend an entire year thinking of things to do outside in the universe, not inside your living space. So that's my tip. Instead of nesting this year, stretch those wings and fly a little bit. You weren't put here to nest. You were put here to fly. Um, Tip number seven. um, Stay away. Oh, yeah. Phone vacations and video game system vacations. These are becoming more and more important because we are in more and more of a demanding world that those devices have conquered us. And they have conquered us. I have to tell myself to put my fucking phone down and then I have to tell myself again and then I literally have to yell at myself before chopping my arm off because at least now I'm not holding my phone. We all are over phoned. Every single one of us. In fact, I can with some confidence say we're all psychotically over over phoned. But I also can honestly say that that's going to be a new adjustment to technology routine more than it's going to be, yeah, I'm going to go live in a cave and mail people. No, come on. No Kaczynski jokes. Um, It's a lot easier to find an adaption model that doesn't destroy your life or even really take too much from it than it is to be sucked into something and realize, fuck man, my life is now nothing but virtual interaction with me and this five by seven screen. Take time away from your phone. Give yourself days off. Entire days. Lose your phone for a day. Lose it for a fucking week. Watch how much better your life gets. Just in one week. I know you can't, can't imagine how you would fucking deal without having your phone for a week. Well, if you went to the moon, you'd be without your phone for a week. Because you'd be going to the goddamn moon. Unlike what... Google has proven our moon photos are fake now, so is that cat out of the bag yet? All I'm saying is, yes, you can. You can give up your phone entirely if you have the strength and willpower to make that decision for yourself, the great decision that it would be, but I'm not asking you to test yourself at the highest level of fortification. I'm just guaranteeing that I know you have enough fortification to drop your phone for an entire day. And I also will guarantee that you have enough for an entire week, even if you don't believe that. But, again, I'm also realistic. Welcome to the 21st century where, I'm sorry, sir, you're looking for buggy whips. uh, Karen, do we sell buggy whips? Nope, we don't sell them. No, I don't even have any idea who does. Because this is the 21st century. You're speaking like you're in the 19th. Pause. Unpause. This one, I am proud of getting on the list because it needs to be on the list and I could easily left it off the list and then been pissed at myself for not putting it on the list. So the fact that it's here, well, it makes me feel good. And that is, make a commitment this year to go out at least once, but as many as 12 or 400 times to support local emerging talent wherever you live. And I don't care how you do this. Do you have a local Shakespeare festival? where high school kids and B-list amateur uh, suburbanite actors are living their dreams as Othello? Okay, it's maybe not the best Shakespeare you've ever seen, but it's the camaraderie. It's the giving a venue the support to encourage somebody whose dream it is to be the next Othello on Broadway, the chance to arise or rise or arrive. All of those things are good. And will make you feel good. Because giving anybody a chance to do something close to fulfilling their dreams is worth participating in. And almost all local talent entry points are people who have big dreams and nowhere to go with them. And do you know how many Americans qualify in that category right now that are under the age of 30? So if ever there's been a time to go give local talent the applause it deserves for just having the balls to get up and give it a shot, well, like I said, you'll feel great. It'll make you feel good to be in the audience. And who knows? Maybe you'll get up on stage. Maybe. It could happen. I've seen it. Okay. So go support local emerging talent. Make a commitment to do that this year. At least once. Just at at least once. Maybe you'll be into it. Maybe you'll be there 400 times. Maybe. But it's already the 16th, and this day's kind of over. So you're already behind the eight ball with 340. Ooh, it's a leap year. You have 350 days left. So you're going to have to double down on a few. Okay, number five was uh, forgive the worst thing that's ever happened to you. I already spoke about that one yesterday. So on to number four. Okay. Number four is brush your teeth. And I know I'm not saying this to more than three or 4% of you because the rest of you just said that's not helpful. But if that wasn't your reaction, then you're who I'm talking to. Brush your fucking teeth and do it daily and floss at least once a week. I'm someone who followed zero of this advice. And this is the only thing if I could go back in time, I would 100% change. So, if for some reason you're a fuckhead, like I was, who thinks, do I really have to brush my teeth? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is absolutely. The answer couldn't be clearer that you're the fuck up that needs to go get out of bed and brush your fucking teeth. So, sorry for everybody else that had to hear that, but frankly, since I knew I had to tell that to myself, well, I didn't really care if anybody else was listening. All right, number three, take take a vacation from your normal self and make yourself the kindest version of yourself you can be for an entire week. Have nothing but intentions to be kind in every reaction you have. I don't care what goes on in front of you. Your reaction is to go through it with kindness. How capable of that, do you think you are? Well, I can tell you this, you're 100% capable of doing it for a week. Because the way you get to be a new, kinder person in the universe is if you can't make it to day four without being fucking an asshole, well, your week just started again. Wherever you stopped being an asshole, okay, now you're being kind again. Your week clock starts. And eventually, you'll have a week where you're kind the entire week. And if I had to guess, you might even roll that into an entire lifetime of just being a nicer person. And frankly, that's something, even though I consider myself the kindest motherfucker that even exists, I will take this advice myself this week. Or not this week, but this year. I might even go for a whole month because, you know, <clears throat> I like to overachieve. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's my own psychosis. We'll probably just do a week. All right. Number two, listen to music daily and find your favorites and lean into them when you need them. We are all musical creatures. I don't know what it is about harmonics and sound, but there's not a single person down here who doesn't have their musical fingerprint that is theirs. And this is a good thing. This is one of the best things about the human meat suit is we get to experience music. If you want a better year and you're already a musician, well then, I have nothing for you here. But much like those of you who already brush your teeth, I get it, I get it, I get it. Yes, I should have brushed my teeth. The The rest of you are already good boys and girls. There are plenty of people who can't Imagine a day that doesn't include music. Everyone who has forgotten how much music meant to them in high school, college, their first romantic relationship, wherever it was that you've got songs that tap into meaningful moments of life, get back into it. Go get those songs. Put them on your phone. Have them ready to go. Just be more musically inclined and open this year. Then you you don't want to forget about how much good vibration, yeah, I did it intentionally, music can bring. Even the Beach Boys. All right, maybe not the Beach Boys. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not anymore. Okay, number one, stop being so hard on yourself so that you can get to the end of the year and have moments, if not an entire new persona built on complete and total self-love. This sounds fucking hokey. I get it. I would still be ignoring these messages if they hadn't slapped me upside the face like a piece of ham, made me listen, and done all the work for me, and then said, you like that? All right, maintain it. And I said, I'm trying. I'm trying. And so far, I've done pretty well maintaining it, because now it's important, and it's who I am. I never will ever go to sleep without thinking that I did more today To fall in love with myself than i did my entire life up until now because there's no limit to how much i can feel good about being alive and being me and this isn't making me anything more important than anybody else it's just making me sure that i'm fulfilled in every way that i can be because all of this is tough all of this is meant to teach you lessons all of this is meant to challenge you in ways that will make you grow and become more fulfilled as the soul energy that you are. So to think that you can just find a magic coasting kit that will turn everything from here forward into one long, easy slip-and-slide ride? Nope. Nope. Earth life is muddy. Earth life is, is going to knock you down. And earth life will even watch you trip as you get up and laugh at you. Get used to it. It's all worth experiencing. And the more you can feel the loving side of yourself, the more those experiences will matter. And, I mean, there's always a shower. Who cares how dirty we get?